Welcome to High Stakes. I'm David Schifrin. Sometimes the title of a podcast picks itself, like today. Today, our two favorite outspoken insiders, Kim Fox and Tim Stewart, take on the vaccine rollout. There's plenty of blame to go around, but there's still time for providers to swerve around the potholes. Don't forget to subscribe to High Stakes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review. All right, so what are we talking about, vaccines? So hospitals screwing up their vaccine rollout and doing stuff like giving extra doses to their donors. Well, let's go there, but can I start with a a way that I think is much more low-hanging, which is not contacting their patients or giving them any information. So I have this example. I actually have a couple of stories, but one, one is I was talking to my parents who are, you know, in their mid sixties and about what they were going to do or whatever. And I said to my dad, he's over, he's on the other side of 65. So he's 66. I was like, you should be in one of these first couple of ways. I was like, what have you heard from unnamed major hospital system in Chicago uh, about what to expect with vaccines. And he's like, I haven't heard anything. I said, you haven't heard from your primary care physician. You haven't gotten an email that says not now, but later. And he's like, I haven't, no, I haven't gotten anything. All of the information that I've gotten is information I've sought out from the city of Chicago and from Cook County. I haven't heard directly from my provider. Now, beyond being just kind of irresponsible. And and maybe that provider has a a certain number that they're putting out. It feels to me that every health system should be using this as a front door right now. Even if you're not, even if you don't have a wealth of vaccines right now, or just getting people to start thinking about you in the context of when I can get it, I'm going to go there. Seems like a front door to, hey, while you're here, do you want to do your annual checkup? Oh, let's see what, you know, it just, I, this shouldn't be the primary reason to do it. The primary reason to get people vaccine would be to get, get to herd immunity, but it does seem like a pretty easy patient capture device. Yeah. I actually went to the doctor today, interestingly enough, and I was standing there uh, checking in. It was a new, a new doctor visit. I had not seen this doctor before. And there was one of the receptionists was on the phone talking to somebody about a vaccine, clearly answering questions. And she hung up and rolled her eyes. She goes, phone call number 400 about vaccine today. So, so basically people are seeking out information that's not, not being provided by their provider. And same situation here, like these doctor's offices are probably pretty darn irritated. They're getting all these phone calls. And we've heard that. They could nip it in the bud by sending out information. I think I think we have to sort of back up and remember and think about sort of what has happened over the past two months, right? I mean, the the vaccine was approved for emergency use the middle of December, and they were shipped almost immediately. Some of my clients received it on the 16th and didn't know how many they were getting. The communication from the people that were getting the vaccine was so minimal. It's the middle of the holidays. It was the busiest time for our hospitals. COVID was at that huge peak, no beds left. And then all of a sudden it's like, here hospitals, figure out how to do something with this vaccine that's arriving at, at your door tomorrow. Very unfair. Asking the people who are the busiest people on the planet in the moment to manage this um, with very little instruction or help. Now, 
we should have figured it out since then, I think, um, a little bit better process. But I mean, I have, I have a story too, Tim. I was trying, my mom is 79 and trying to get her a place to get a vaccine when it was, everybody was saying it's available now for you, 75 and plus. And how do you get them? How do you find it? The information is scarce. It's confusing. Um, they were doing in our county where she lives, doing signups with Eventbrite, which is you know notoriously horrible. I mean, it's like, we're not doing a potluck for church. Right. We're trying to get someone signed up to get a vaccine, right? And so, and then you, you would sign up and then it would send you a note saying, thanks for signing up and nothing else. That, like, like that was the extent of the information. So she's like, well, do I need to keep signing up every day? Or do I, am I signed up for good now? And they're going to get back with me? I mean, it was just, it was so horrible. Uh, luckily, we were able to tell you the truth, go to another county that's smaller, more rural, and got her in right away. So the larger counties are actually doing it worse. Like the, the, the process is much harder, I guess less vaccine, right? I don't know. But what about all those people, many people over the age of 75, that don't have somebody sitting there helping them sign up? Right. It, it's it, it just, I can't even, I, I don't understand. Well, um, it's also not I, so, only... I'm sorry. That's it's not only the people over 75. So another thing that happened last week is we had a bunch of snow in Chicago. We had two snowstorms come through. One came through, you know, middle of the week, and the day after, I got from two or three people sort of uh, information about the city of Chicago having vaccine spots that had opened up, and it was not clear on the origin of this. And it was like, okay, well. The way I heard it was people canceled because of the snowstorm, so they got to get in there. And, and people were getting into these slots. And this was, like I said, last like Thursday or so. And so a couple different people sent it to me. We're getting in on this. You want and, I, and I have been telling people for weeks, whenever you can get it, get it. Get in there. We're all going the same way. And then I had this, and I was like, I don't know. This does feel a little off because there was a code attached to it. So I was like... This code makes me feel like it's a hurdle that I'm probably not supposed to clear. But I went through the process of signing up. I didn't. I didn't lie. I said, I, you know, I didn't say I was a healthcare worker or anything. And I got through, and it was you can schedule an appointment. And so then my wife and I were talking about it, and we were just like, this still doesn't. It just doesn't feel quite right. And we don't need it. There are people who do, and I, and some of my friends who had been accessing this are immunocompromised. Yeah, sure, get in there. I'm not. And I. so ultimately, it just doesn't feel quite right right now. And then later, there were stories about that and that it was a code that was meant for healthcare workers and I, and people were abusing. I, we didn't know that at the time. But it does speak to what you're talking about, Kim. Nobody really knows what they're supposed to do. And so you hear this and, and to jump off into something kind of different... It's also a weird disconnect right now because all that we hear and that we think about is like, how can I get the vaccine? How can we get people to get the vaccine? We've only got 4% of the population or 5% or whatever it is vaccinated. When And so it feels like there's a, because there is a real scarcity right now. On the other end of it, half the country doesn't want it. Yeah. And so it feels like, 
how do we get this? You know, how do I get this? How do my family get this? How do we get, you know, it feels like 330 million people are all racing the same way. 165 of them aren't. And we need some of those people. Yes. Well, I feel like if we could just get the people that want it, get it to those people right now, as soon as possible, then then others are going to say, say, well, she didn't grow a third eye or, right. you know, whatever, turn into a zombie, whatever they think is going to happen. But, you know, I think going, going on your story sort of, of, of jumping the line, as it were, that is something that we are certainly seeing with our health systems is that people are tr- finding ways to jump, quote, jump the line. And it's, it's coming back badly on the health systems that sort of, quote, allow that to happen. Right. Right. So we've seen many stories the last week, and we've certainly been been helping some clients through it, of donors and board members getting the vaccine and that being shared widely in the media and social media. And it's just been a quite a storm, actually. So one of the potholes that we would we would encourage you to avoid health systems is is allowing that to happen. I mean, you know, there's, we've all heard of, this, of the health system in Seattle that sent you know a, a letter to their donors saying, "Hey, hey, come over here and get some vaccine," and it, it's it's really not gone well for them. So that's certainly a pothole to to avoid. Is people are very um, concerned about others jumping their line right. right now, and so let's try to make sure that that doesn't happen. And another client that I've worked with. It sounds similar, Tim, to what you were talking about with this code, is that that there was a link sent around that was not meant to be sent around. It was it was a, an event for healthcare workers outside of hospitals, but certainly healthcare workers in nursing homes and other places. Here's how you can get your vaccine, and here's the appointment. Here's how you get an appointment. Well, if you if you just copied that link, it didn't tell you this was just for healthcare workers, and it didn't have you say that you were a healthcare worker. So people were just willy-nilly signing up, right? And that was not great. And so what do you do? Once you discover the problem, do you cancel these appointments or do you ask people, do you call all these people and say, are you a healthcare? Well, what do you do? Because whatever you do, it's going to cause a big stink. So I think- Yeah, and I think that along those lines, Kim, those are the areas- I think what's frustrating about this from a health system perspective is that the majority of the errors in this in, on this issue are unforced. They're the things that you're talking about yeah. because by and large I don't I haven't seen a lot of this maybe maybe you have but people aren't blaming health systems for the slow vaccine rollout. I think they understand that it's a state and federal issue to a great extent and that there's a lot of confusion everyone everyone can see this everyone lives i mean almost everyone lives in a state that has moved the phases around and has no idea what they're doing and so the people in the crosshairs for for criticism are the state and federal officials generally not the health systems and except for the instances that you're talking about where the health systems are like oh hey do you want to do you want me to take some some of that criticism for you let me do something really dumb yeah and it's unfortunate i i think i mean the way this has been sort of thrust upon hospitals you know each state is different as we know And 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 the states are like here's here's some some vaccine is coming to you can you figure out how to make that happen we don't know how many you're going to get. We'll let you know a week before. 
So how do you create an appointment schedule when you don't know how many vaccines you're going to get? Right. That, that's basic logistics. Well, and that on the other happening. end of it, they're being told that. So, we, I mean, we have a client who's a major health system and they've been told, OK, so you are they've been told by the state you are responsible for 1.6 million people. That's that's your out. That's who who we want you to vaccinate ideally. And an ideal that we're going to have those people go here. The rest of our state will go other places. When will you get those 1.6 million doses? Oh, we don't know. How, how many will we have a month from now? Oh, no idea. But but you these are your people. So get figure out a way to get it done. We'll let you know about how. So they're being held accountable by elected officials on one end, but they don't have the resources or the information to give people. I think most people sort of in our levels of exposure to it are comfortable with the fact that, okay, it's going to be a little while before. I, I, I have no expectation about getting this anytime soon. It would be useful to me if I had a broad sense. When I say not anytime soon, I'm like, is it? May? Is it October? I don't know. How how are these? What can we expect as far as ramping up production? I think that Pfizer and Moderna are now on 2 million a week or something like that. We've got Johnson Johnson and the others coming in. It, it feels like we should be producing more faster and have at least a roadmap for how those doses are getting in arms. And I don't think that anyone has that. And another, you know, another thing that's interesting is you talked about that sort of case. And then if you don't do it well, we're going to yank the vaccine from you and give it to somebody else. So make sure you do that right. Um, otherwise, we're going to move, you know, so we've had some health systems are like, if we don't get this in, in arms, if we don't get every single vaccine in arms, they're going to yank it from us. So then you, you can almost say, well, then you don't blame them for saying, come, up, come one, come all as soon as you can. If you can get here in 30 minutes from our leftover doses, we're going to give it to you no matter who you are because we got to get vaccines in arms. Right. So it's just, a, I mean, hospitals, they're in a no-win situation, which is really irritating to me. Somebody could have figured this out. We all know sort of where the blame can lie. But, and then in the news this week that now pharmacies are going to be getting some doses. So and they haven't said who or how many but I, I just I just see as that as being another disaster is there are, I don't know, tens of thousands of pharmacies. I mean, there's probably tens of thousands of Walgreens, period, right? I mean, I don't know how many. I'm just making that up. But are they going to get three doses or 300 a day? Or are they going to have lines out the doors? Are they going to handle the logistics better than, than, than health systems have? I mean... I read a story this last week where there was a, a sort of a mass vaccine site that was getting backed up. They could not quite get them. You know, it was an outdoor, one of those outdoor ones. So they called the manager over from the Chick-fil-A, literally, and he got it figured out. Can we put somebody in that, like that in charge? Chick-fil-A or Amazon or somebody, some logistics people. Can we find some logistics people that do this for a living every day and get some help here? I bet they'd volunteer. Well, what's interesting about that, Kim, is like, I don't know, think about this kind of big picture. I'm not supposed to be part of this conversation. I'm supposed to be recording. Here I am. I can do whatever I, can do <laughs> whatever I want. Welcome. Um, there is the possibility, I think, that this is an opportunity for non-traditional healthcare disruptors, whatever you want to call them, Amazon, specifically Amazon and are probably the most obvious ones, but also your CVS Aetna, your Walgreens, 
to jump in and do the thing that they've been saying they're going to do, which is, oh, yeah, Amazon Amazon's going to blow up traditional healthcare because they're logistics and data people. Well, if they figure out a way to break into this, they can do it and they can prove, obviously, if they do it well, this is a crack in the door for them that could actually lead to some of the disruption that everybody's been talking about for the last five years. I agree. Just, just like Tim talked about earlier is this is an opportunity for health systems to bring people back to their doors. That have people that have been scared to walk inside the place. Right. And for a lot of reasons, not haven't done. And it's, I don't blame health systems. This has been thrust upon them in the worst possible time when they have no people, no time, and, and, and confusion. And so I'm, I'm not here to blame anybody other than can we not figure this out? I mean, it, I just, I am frustrated because I want the vaccine. It's going to be a really long time till I get it. I'm personally frustrated. I was frustrated getting my mom taken care of. And I'm one person of millions that are in the same, people are ticked right now. Is this the ray of hope we thought it was going to be? It's something. Uh, I'm not sure ray of hope is the right description. No. And I, and the other part of it, to your point, Kim, is the, the stories about, okay, we've got extra doses. If you can be here in half an hour or whatever, that doesn't necessarily reassure people who are skeptical about this, about the safety and efficacy of this. Right? I'm fine with it. I feel like I've paid pretty close attention. I'm good with the vaccine development and origins. I understand that I'm a lot closer to or spend a lot more time thinking about this than most. The people who have not spent much time thinking about it, I can't imagine feel reassured by like, hey, you come by. It feels like, you know, Schifrin used this example two months ago about it falling off the back of a truck. That's what it can feel like sometimes when you see this stuff. All right, well, you know, we got some extra vaccine. You want to you want to roll through? Like open up your coat. You want to buy a vaccine? Right. It I mean, does. It, like, it does not make people feel like, oh, yeah, that seems like something that's been thought out and <laughs> rolled out responsibly. So what do hospitals and health systems say? I mean, there's two parts of that. One is what do they say? Kim, to your point that this has been thrust upon them. They're in a no win situation. Right, putting aside the, the low hanging fruit that we've talked about. What do they say about the rest of it? And then what do they say, Tim, to your point, to help the folks who are still skeptical? Well, so, I mean, I think we're seeing a lot in the latter category, you know, the more people you can show getting it, the better, the more sort of videos and social media and and whatever else that shows actual human beings getting the vaccine, I think is good. Um I saw a heartwarming video today of a bunch of very old people getting the vaccine. I would not say it, it almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm not a bring a tear to the eye sort of person, but if I were, I may have in that situation. So, I mean, I think that's part of it to Kim's point. People need to see that people are having the vaccine and that it's okay. And they're coming back for their second wave and it's fine. So that's, one thing, I, I think on the other end of it, so yes, they've been dealt a shit sandwich here. This is not a great situation for health systems. They have not been set up for success. At the same time, I think that you can be really, you should be really proactive now about 
how you're planning to plan. If that's as far as you can get right now, then get there. But you need to be giving people information that says, all right, whether it's a weekly notice to all patients, we'll send you, we'll send you something weekly that tells you where we are, how many people we've vaccinated this week, what that group looked like, where we're going to go next. So that if I'm 65 and I feel like, okay, it could actually be right around the corner. I know what right around the corner looks like instead of having no idea whatsoever, no communication. This is not, I mean, it's not a huge lift to be able to compile this stuff and send it out. It is the one healthcare issue that everyone is interested in right now. And the other thing is sending that sort of messaging out in a way that is not HIPAA compliant, because I think that that's another barrier that we're seeing a lot. You get something from your primary care provider. And it's like, log into my chart. I don't, I don't yes. remember that. I'm not, I'm not searching down my, my chart information. So it's gotta be both obviously for an individual patient to schedule. You gotta go through my chart. Or whatever. I'm not a my chart sponsor. I don't know what the other ones are. That's what I get emails about. <laughs> Shout out to the good people at my chart. But so there's that for an actual appointment. But there's got to be public facing information that you are sending to all patients. COVID vaccine update. Here's how many vaccines we put in arms. Here's how many we're going to have next week. We maybe can't estimate when you're going to be up, but we can tell you who's next and and what that looks like. I mean, people are, I think if, if we can give information, information calms people down. Right. Right now, people are not calm around this issue because they, there is, there's no, it's confusing. There's either, there's no information or what you're getting is super confusing. If we can at least do that much, if there's ever a time to quote over communicate about something now is the time. Right. Don't know that there's such a word, but let's do it. That's the end of the I'm going to